Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So many women I know, some included, are like, I did not know I could have multiple internal orgasms. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. You know, I cannot and it wait. could be like back to back to back. And you're like, I didn't even know this was possible, but yes. this is unreal. But that's where like pelvic floor work helps so much. And if women and men only knew what it would do for a woman, you mm-hmm. would be doing it all the time. Wow. I mean, it's just life changing that way. Welcome back to Open Late. I am your host, Jessica Spandiari, and this is a Soul Fire production. You guys, I am sitting with the beautiful Courtney Verdon, who is a good friend, and we hadn't seen each other in about two years. Yeah, I long think. time. Yeah, before you walked in today. But we've been chatting and we've been keeping up with each other. And I'm so excited to introduce you to my audience because. Courtney is a core and pelvic floor specialist. She works with women of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds on getting more in touch with their body through pelvic floor work. She leads a whole slew of online courses, and you can also find her as a regular contributor in Courtney Kardashian's publication, Poosh. And I want to dive right in because I'm so curious. The pelvic floor, it's, it's such a... I think nuanced part of the body. We don't learn about it, right? No one's teaching this. Mm -hmm. And what really got you into such a very specific part of the body wanting to help women in this way? That's a great question. I have two children. They're nine and 11 now. And to be honest, before I had kids, I knew pelvic floor. I knew some work. It was incorporated in my exercises, but it was not my focus. And then I gained so much weight with my pregnancies, over 70 with my son and over 60 with my daughter. And I had pelvic floor issues after it. Mm. And you go to the doctor here in the United States and after it's pretty much, can you have sex? Is everything intact? Okay, you're good to go. And they don't focus on pelvic floor and pelvic floor rehab. And so many women really need it. And I had diastasis recti, that's the separated abs. And that also needs to be Mm. fixed. And I, that's kind of how I got into it, into the pelvic floor, because I had issues. I had incontinence and just some sexual dysfunction and my posture and my confidence. Everything just changed after babies for me. And I didn't want to just live with it. So many women just, oh, this is just the way it is. But I know so much about the body that while it's common, it's not normal. And there's so much you can do for your body if you have the right resources and tools Mm -hmm. and your body loves healing and can heal itself often. Yes. I am such a firm believer in that. Um, I don't know if I've ever shared it on the podcast, but I was an assistant on the documentary Heal, which is all about the body's power to heal itself given the right environment. And Mm -hmm. so just hearing you say that, I'm like, yes, I can't wait to have this conversation because I believe that too, when you focus on the body and give it everything that it needs, the resources, the tools, the exercise, the practices, it will show up for you. Um, It's just that 
it sounds very much in your case, what I'm hearing is there was no protocol for aftercare. There wasn't a doctor or a surgeon who said, hey, these things might occur or you might have, you know, obstacles in these areas now that you've had a baby. So maybe give us a little bit of what life was like as you were figuring this out for yourself, because it sounds like you went on your own journey for it. And then you decided, well, I should be sharing this because women don't know. Yeah. And so many women have issues and they're actually embarrassed to talk about it, Mm. right? Like they have incontinence. I've worked with bladder incontinence, fecal incontinence, prolapse. And I think women just don't want to share. You know, I have so many women who reach out oh my goodness, I've never told anyone, but I have bladder leakage. And to me, I like giggle inside because it's like, that's so common. It's totally normal. I had that happen. It's fine. There's something you can do about it, but we just live in this culture where everyone wants to look perfect mm-hmm. and you don't want to talk about your problems. And I think so many pelvic floor things come from a society we live in that we talk about like sex and we sexualize everything. Mm-hmm. But then as women, we're taught to almost be embarrassed about our, like our privates, right? right? Like it's like, Ooh, don't talk about your vagina. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about pelvic floor. It's embarrassing. It's just for sex. It's just for men, um, that we're just not really comfortable talking. Like so many women are uncomfortable talking about their pelvic floor or issues when, To me, that's sad because that's what makes us a woman, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of just our sexuality and what makes us feminine. And so for me, it was, I wanted, didn't want to pee anymore. Like there, you (laughs) don't need to wear a pad when you Mm -hmm. sneeze or you cough. And I wanted to be able to run after my kids and jump on the trampoline with them and not live on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. So I really started doing pelvic floor work on my own and I still had not launched programs and I was going through a really difficult relationship. I was still married Mm -hmm. and I worked a little bit, but part-time. And then when I got divorced, I was, oh my gosh, I have to start working a lot. And women just started finding me for pelvic floor Mm. and people would say my friend in Ohio or my niece in, it was always somewhere else really could use you because we don't have that standard of care here like they do in Europe and no one's talking about pelvic floor like they should be. So then I got an opportunity to film for a TV show and I thought, I don't want people just contacting me for one-on-one. I really want to, my mission is to empower women and inspire them that you can do this on your own, Mm -hmm. right? So, so many turn to surgery or lasers and often those actually lead to other issues and sometimes they're needed. But to me, that's a last resort. I would always Mm. like the more holistic way possible, not like a Band-Aid approach to a problem. So I started creating my online programs. I built my website. I filmed my programs. I wrote a book. And I just wanted to be able to have resources for women wherever they are in the world and no matter what their budget, that they could do something about it and take control of their health. And while it fixes pelvic floor issues and diastasis for most women, the real thing I love about it is the kind of inner confidence and connection that it gives women. It just like brings that back. It makes it feel okay to talk about. Mm, Wow. I love so much of what you said. And there's so many things that I want to dive into. But before we get into all of the things about pelvic floor and like what women can be doing and and what your programs look like, I want to talk a little bit about what is pelvic floor? 
I think for some of my listeners, this might be the first time they've been like, okay, I, I kind of know where my pelvic floor is. But if you can break down for us a little bit where it is in the body, how somebody can easily maybe feel it for okay. the first time or identify yep. it. Um, and what are its functions? So we're kind of yeah. talking about like what happens when things go wrong, but um, you know, let's let's like talk about what it is first and that. how to yeah feel into it. So with for women, we're going to talk about women specifically. Um, if they didn't have a pelvic floor, all of our internal organs would just fall through our legs, right? It's like a hammer. So it's literally a yeah, floor. It is a floor. Okay. It holds in your bladder, uterus, like everything. It's holding it. And so it connects at pubic bone to tailbone and sits bone to sits bone. And it's three layers and it's 16 muscles and it's incredible. And it's, it's not made to be tight or overstretched. It's made to be strong, toned, responsive, elastic. So think Mm. of people think tight, like I want a tight pelvic floor. I just Mm -hmm. wrote an article about this, but tight leads to issues. Just like if you had a tight hamstring, that doesn't mean it's strong. That doesn't mean it's functioning well. Actually tight is dysfunctional, but you want it strong, right? You want a lot of tone. Mm -hmm. It's a muscle. It's lots of muscles. Uh, What can happen is that Sometimes all of it is overstretched. That's what they would say, like a loose pelvic floor, or all of it's really rigid and tight. So the tissue's tight and not elastic like it should be, and then mm. it doesn't respond. But often what can happen too, it's it's a combination. So maybe if you think of like your hips, if you have like an anterior pelvic tilt where your butt kind of sticks out and the abs pooch, part of the pelvic floor is going to be lengthened to support that posture. And then part of it's going to be shortened to support that posture. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. And so, and then even when we breathe, like our diaphragm is connected. Like when people think our core, the pelvic floor is the base of that. And the diaphragm is the top of that core. And then the abs and the lumbar spine and everything connects. So it's all works together in our body. And when you have dysfunction in one, you're going to have it in the other, or it's going to lead to problems with the other. So it's, it's not talked about because not only are a lot of women embarrassed, but you don't see it, right? Everyone's like, I want a good butt. I want great abs. No one's like, I want a beautiful toned pelvic floor, right? But that's really the foundation your body's built on. Mm -hmm. And when you move it's going to turn on exactly how much it needs to. When you breathe in, it ascends and descends in your body. So it lifts and lowers. Mm. If you think of a vaginal childbirth, think of how much it can stretch and then rebound back. Yeah. Right. And then when you jump, it lifts and lowers inside of you. And then when you do activities, it should, uh, a well-functioning pelvic floor should turn on exactly what's needed at the right time. And then when you have sex, your pelvic floor is a huge part of that. If it's really tight and rigid, sex can be really, really painful and penetration, and that's not fun. Mm -hmm. And if it's really overstretched, you're not going to have a lot of tone and sensation. But when it's strong and functioning really well, and you have a lot of nerve connections, orgasms are so much better and you can have more because you can feel more and orgasms, a rhythmic contraction of the pelvic floor. So think of if you have a lot of elasticity, so it can lengthen and rebound appropriately, you're going to have stronger orgasms. Your partner's going to feel you better and it just makes sex so much better. So a lot of people think they can't have internal orgasms they just don't know how, and they might not be in tune with the pelvic floor, but most women are capable of having them. And lots of women can have multiple internal orgasms. They just don't know it. Okay, ladies and gents, I think we got the attention of everyone listening. (laughs) 
pelvic floor strengthening, toning, and just focus in general, I think being in touch with it is going to lead to better orgasms. Yeah. All right. Now we're on the train. Right? And, but I don't like kegels for most women. So everyone, most people know of kegels. That's a concentric tightening contraction. Mm-hmm. And while that can be appropriate for some women who have like a lot of overstretched tissue, In the pelvic floor, there's a lot of women who their issues already that part of it's too rigid. Mm. And so then that's going to further tighten that. So I'm curious, you mentioned that for a lot of people, it's actually that it's overly tight. Yes. Do you see that it's one way or another way? The majority of women will have a tighter or a more, but use the word like overstretched or lengthened. Um, Do you see different trends, I guess, is the question in people who have had children versus women who don't or different ages? So that's a great question. As we age, our pelvic, our tissue throughout our whole body, like our connective tissue, our fascia, and we should talk about that too, gets more brittle and less elastic. So it's just an aging thing. There's nothing you can do about that. It's Mm. not like hydration will fix it. So as we age, our tissue is less responsive and less elastic. It's just genetics. And some people have it happen a lot faster because the pelvic floor is also a lot of fascial. Interesting. Really quick for people who are listening, um, the fascia is basically this like elastic suit, right? So it's, there's superficial and deeper fascia. Mm-hmm. It's connective tissue. And it's, if you took away everything but your fascia on your body, you'd look like you're wearing a Spider-Man suit. <laughs> and so people think, oh, fascia, it's so boring. I'm such a geek about it. I think it's so fascinating because think of like a wool sweater. So if you were to pull on some of the wool and mess it up, say in a sleeve, you're going to notice a lot of the dis- the sleeve and the the knit there, but it actually affects the entire sweater. And that's how your fascia is. So Mm. say you sprain a toe or break an ankle and you start walking different and you have issue with the fascia there, it's going to impact the fascia and your movement throughout your whole body. You might not notice it. You might not notice it for 30 years. You Mm. might notice it in two years, but it's there. And so that's why even with any kind of rehab or fascia work, it's not just that location, but you really want to train your whole body to have better biomechanics and to open up your fascia and keep your fascia as healthy as possible. Because when we have fascial adhesions, traumas, it's like scar tissue and it leads to restricted range of movement, uh, restricted range of motion and pain. Okay. Interesting. So what I'm hearing and what I'm learning is that our body is so intricately connected. It is. Like one system connects to another, connects to another. And I love what you said at the beginning of this episode. You really love approaching any issue, any health issue in a holistic way. And so do certain women who have certain tendencies um, have problems with their pelvic floor or is it just like most of us might have problems with pelvic floor over the course of our life. So like one in four women in the United States, Mm -hmm. they say has pelvic floor issues, but there's so many women I know who don't talk to their doctors. And I've worked with several OBGYNs and infertility doctors. And they're like, I don't even know much about the pelvic floor. I don't know how to feel my own pelvic floor. So they're not really talking to their clients Mm -hmm. as much as they should be. And they don't know how to, how to resolve it often. So 
I think it's probably much yeah, higher. So that number is likely I, higher. I think it's, it's a like lot anything. Higher. They say, okay, these are the people that are interested in kink. And it's like this number. And it's like no one is actually actively talking about right? the things so it's that so they much higher. feel like are taboo, right? Or that there's a shame or a stigma mm-hmm. around. And so it's so interesting to hear you say this about doctors and um, not to like discredit them in any way, but it makes so much sense yes. that, you know, their patients aren't talking to them about it. And so they're probably not bringing and it up on their young own. girls have it who have never had babies. They're like, I don't understand why I have it. I've had these problems since I was 13 or a certain age. So hormones, genetics, mm. movement, sitting, there's so many different things. Our pelvic floor for women is just dependent on so many things. Even it's interesting when women watch like something that's scary or traumatic, a lot of women, they've done studies, will tense up their pelvic floor without of even course. realizing it. So if you think you're stressed, Um, So when you asked what I see a lot, there are some women who are very overstretched and like prolapse is, you know, when organs are like starting to kind of bulge or drop in the Mm. pelvic floor out. Almost like a hernia. Yeah. And so that's a problem for women and that's tone. They need more tone to, and stronger muscles to hold that in. And that's kind of overstretched. Uh, But I often see women who are too too rigid mm-hmm. or a combination. The part of it's really rigid and they're experiencing like tailbone pain, back pain, things like that. And I think that's sitting really tightens our pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And I, we live in a world that most people, we sit way too much, um, heavy lifting. Women can have pelvic floor issues even without babies. So I think a really common misconception I hear with women is I wanted a C-section because I wanted to save my vagina. I wanted nothing to happen. I didn't want pelvic floor issues. But really, when you look at the studies long-term, it's the same pelvic floor issues for women who have had C-sections or a vaginal birth. It's just kind of how a woman's pelvic floor is. And it's something that we should be training. Everyone knows do cardio for your heart, right? Work your muscles. Why would our pelvic floor be any different that we don't train it? It's just that we don't see it. So it's just so easy to ignore. And then we have issues and some people want to address it, but it's not like you're getting this aesthetic result. And so, so many people just blow it off and think, oh, who cares? I'll just wear pads. Yeah. Wow. And then surgery. And we should talk about your surgery because pelvic surgery actually can lead to pelvic floor issues as well. Because when you have a surgery, they cut in to your fascia. Mm. right? Which is going to create scar tissue and things like that. Yes. And hysterectomies, which I know you've had one, Mm -hmm. um, can cause pelvic floor issues for many, many women. So many issues similar to, you know, you talking about having a baby. I felt like after my surgery, there wasn't really like a protocol for me to have an extended care in any type of therapy that I needed. And I needed a few different things. So for, for my listeners who don't know, um, I talk about this in some spaces, you know, on my journey with Jessica, which is my business where I coach women and men, but mostly women. And I do retreats and I've talked about the hysterectomy in that space, but never on the show. So I was diagnosed with cancer when I turned 28 and I had a very aggressive tumor on my cervix. And I had about 11 days between diagnosis and surgery because the doctors and the surgeon were like, this is what it is. There's no time to wait. 
Um, this is what we're going to do. And there wasn't really like, uh, you can have other options. You should get a second opinion. It was like, you have a very aggressive, um, you know, tumor yeah. and here's what we're going to do. And so at 28, I wasn't into holistic medicine. I didn't know much about my own body, you know, similar to like everything we're talking about. I think as women, when we don't see it, a lot of times we're not in touch with it. We're not taught it in school. Yes. There's a lot of shame around it. And I was scared, you know? Um, but the interesting thing was I had this hysterectomy and I was very lucky. I didn't have to go through chemo or any other extended treatment, but because of the hysterectomy, I had so much scar tissue that I was constantly getting intestinal obstructions out of nowhere. I had probably six of them in under that two years happen. that yeah. I ended up in the hospital, you know, for four or five days at a time with an NG tube, you know, where they are like pumping your stomach. But they never told you when you went in for one that that can happen. No. Right? And I had lymphedema, you know, I had to wear compression tights on my legs for almost two years to, to regulate the fluid that would pool which I had no idea was because they took most of the lymph nodes from my pelvic region. So from the waist down, I had very little lymph nodes left, maybe 10% of the lymph nodes that most other people have in their body, which meant my lymphatic system. So my body's waste management and detox system was compromised as well. So I wasn't sweating like most people do. And the you know, the toxins in your body that end up in your fluid, which you either sweat out or pee out, you know, wasn't really happening for me. And that was leading to severe dry skin. So I was seeing like, you know, I was, I was seeing a GI doctor. I was seeing a dermatologist because my skin on my legs was so dry and cracked that I would like scratch at night and it was bleeding and I was on a steroid cream. So it was like one thing was leading to another, was leading to another, like the butterfly effect yeah. in my body. And there wasn't a single doctor, you know, not my surgeon, not a doctor, not the the lymphatic clinic that I was going to twice a week for um, PT. No one was connecting these dots. And so I love meeting women like you who are saying, okay, this is all interconnected and I'm going to focus on the pelvic floor. That's going to be sort of my specialty. But what I'm hearing is you educate your clients on all of these different internal systems of the body. And so I'm happy we know each other yeah. now. I wish we had known each other then. Um, it is all connected. Yeah. You saw that happen. And while that might not happen to some people, there's so many people out there who have issues, whether it's a hysterectomy, a childbirth, a trauma, you could even have it pelvic floor issues from just shame around sex. I mean, mm -hmm. it's or, or trauma, you know, like rape and things that happen to a lot of different women. I mean, that creates like a big disconnection with that pelvic floor, yeah. which can impact so much. As we were chatting, I was thinking how much of these pelvic floor issues that, you know, you're seeing with your clients and just women across the board are more energetic and emotional than anything. Because if you think about it, it's like the root chakra, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of probably sitting in between the root and the sacral for most people. And a lot of our family trauma, a lot of our sexual trauma and just emotional suppression, um, I know as a Reiki master ends up in that space in the body. Yeah. And so for me, I think even just 
you know, being diagnosed with cancer. And I do think that, you know, I attracted this into my life on some level or another. Um, I'm responsible or this, you know, this was my like karmic thing in this lifetime. And it caused me to work on myself post-surgery. I found holistic medicine and I went down the rabbit hole. The first person who ever really helped me connect all these dots was actually an Ayurvedic practitioner. Um, Shout out to Shazia. She's a, a dear friend and I love her. And she was the first person to say, this is all connected. I know Shazia. Do you know Shazia? I do. Stop. I think it's the same one you're talking about. It's probably the same one. She used to live in Agora Hills, which is right by you. Yeah, my friend Shoshana introduced (gasps) me to her. I love her. She's an angel. She she was like, listen, this is this all stems back to the fact that you have very few lymph nodes left, but it doesn't have to be like this. And she helped me with my diet, with my ways of eating, and she actually recommended a leech, like a leech therapist, Terudo therapy which for those of you listening, this is literally where you have leeches attached to your body and they will actually suck what most people think is blood, but it's actually your lymph fluid out to stimulate your lymphatic system. It can actually stimulate new lymph growth in the body. And um, I have a couple friends who are surgeons who tell me that they come into the OR all the time. So interesting. Yeah, because they're amazing for promoting like circulation across the board, which leads to a more fast paced recovery when it comes to inflammation in the body and bruising so and things like that. Inflammation in the body, like you said, it's diet and then also products we use in our home and on our skin. Mm. Right. So I'm so careful about what I eat. Um, sometimes I like sugar. It's not great for me, but I will eat it. Sometimes I feel like it's yeah. a moderation and chronic exposure with everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like our food supplements can help so much either like pr- anti-inflammatory or creating inflammation. And then what we clean our homes with, what we put on our skin, it's chronic exposure. Same with Mm. food, right? So one time eating a cupcake is not bad, right? Right. Eating a few things with GMOs, but it's when we do any of those things on a daily basis that that chronic exposure adds up Mm. and leads to inflammation, which leads to disease. Cause that's what disease is, is inflammation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so all those things are so important. And that's where exercise helps reduce inflammation, right? Yeah. And so it's, everything works together. So I focus a lot on pelvic floor, but really I love all of it together. You can have health and wellness just by working out, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's mental, it's spiritual, it's, it's whole body, like everything is connected. So it's so important to take a look at everything in your life and it's not perfection, right? Like we want to live. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're going through something and you have to stay away, but it's about like moderation and then figuring out what can work for you. And so I always look at my life, okay, what are the easiest things for me to do? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I can have a little bit of things that maybe aren't so good because I'm taking care of these other areas right. so well. My core foundational way of being in my life is this way. It has balance and it yeah. has harmony. And so you can sprinkle in a little bit of the fun stuff. Or, yeah, exactly. You, know, you can afford that because the foundation is so strong. Okay. So I want to dive into a little bit of the function of your work because, you know, we're starting to work together now. Yes. Finally, you know, it's been, I guess... How long since I had a hysterectomy? It, 
2013, so nine years. Um, and now I'm realizing that there's still trauma there from this surgery and likely from other things in my life as well, as we're saying, it could be yeah. a host of, you know, things that you would never think. So I'm going to get to experience this firsthand as I'm well so as some of the girls in my coaching program, which I can't wait. But maybe for the listeners and for people who are interested in working with you, because so much of what you do is online, yes. you're accessible to everyone. What are your protocols? Because I know we've started to talk even about nutrition and I yes. know that your approach is very holistic. So for someone who's like, I think this is me. I think like I might have pelvic floor issues one way or another, and I'm ready to start focusing on this area of my life because I want to be more connected to my body because I want better orgasms. What does that look like? So that's a great question. I have limited time. So when I design my programs, I really design them in a way where if someone does not meet with me personally, they would be set up and they don't need to. So I really thought about, okay, what am I going to offer? So my pelvic floor programs for someone not local, or it's just not accessible, the go-to program would probably be where they would start. It's a pelvic floor program really designed to help restore your pelvic floor, help correct issues. It's for your full posture and it comes with so many other full body Mm -hmm. workouts. So things for your shoulder, your feet, like everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And so it's pelvic floor, but I really want people to dive into some of the other work because even daily, I focus a lot on pelvic floor myself, but I'll sprinkle in like some spinal stuff, some feet, some shoulder. Yes. Uh, I saw that. You opening. do a lot of stuff with the posture. I do because, and that really lifts like the spine, elongating the spine. The abs are designed to be pulled in towards the spine to protect mm-hmm. us. So with the diastasis, which I had for my babies, the separated abs or just bulging abs, like a lot of sit-ups, crunches, planks, um, they can kind of push and distend the abs, which our abs are designed to be built in to support the spine, mm. which leaves our back more vulnerable and better posture is just better energetically. Not only you look better, but you feel so much better. Mm. And I don't work out to look good. I rarely work out to feel good. And so I like women to really focus on, I want to feel good, or I want this issue to be corrected, or I want to move better. Um, And then when I work with people privately, which I'm so excited to do with you, I'll do a gait assessment and just really look posture assessment and see where your body's breaking down. Because sometimes where they're having an issue, it actually stems from something else. It could be the ankle, it could be the foot, it could be the shoulder, it could be the hands. And so because everything works together, I can really hone in and do programs very, very specific Mm. to someone. So you can even see that so much faster because it's specific to you. But the online programs absolutely work for people. I mean, it's awesome because I designed them no matter what your problem, where it originates, it will help correct that. Yeah. Right. And for some people, it might not be realistic to eliminate all that pain or completely get rid of dysfunction, but to have a huge improvement is great. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't want to promise people something that for their body might not. We're all different. Our tissue responds differently. And some people have had like, they might have a condition that doesn't allow them to completely heal something. But I mean, our bodies are so amazing when you give it the tools. Um, and I like fascial work too, manual fascial work. Um, so when you give it the right tools and the right diet and and things that really heal your body, it's our bodies are amazing. Yeah. They you know, really and it are. helps so much mentally too. And just being in a mindset that I'm going to take care of me because especially as a mom, and I was guilty of this too. I had kids and I focused 
you know, just, it's all about my kids. And I Mm kind of like forgot about me for a very long time. But if I'm not taking care of myself, am I really being the best mom I could be? Probably not. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't take tons of time. Like I wake up now first thing in the morning before I touch my phone, I'll work out for five minutes. Sometimes that turns into 10, 15, 20, but like, I'm not allowed to touch my phone until I do something for me. And then the rest of the day I can focus on other people because I took care of myself and something I needed to do. Right. And for some people, maybe it's late at night, Mm. but I think really just owning that, like you have the power to change yourself. Like so many people just sit around thinking something's going to change or put off till tomorrow. But like, ultimately it comes down to us. Yeah. Right. Like you have the power to do whatever you want to do every day. Hmm. I compl- I love your outlook on on life and your holistic approach to really being embodied, right? And yeah. knowing that your physical health and well-being is a feeling thing, not a looking thing, and that that's going to really trickle into trickle into all of these other areas. Um and I have a lot of listeners who are moms, you know, I'm not a mom yet. We are actively starting that process. Yeah. And so I'm just really grateful that you're here today and having this conversation with me because it really is so important to take care of ourselves first. They, you know, it is, but you know, mindset too. And that's where I'm so drawn to you. You have such a beautiful mindset and you're so positive where everything we think we get in our bodies too, mm-hmm. right? Like we store our emotions. So I just see, especially with everything that's happened the last two years and, you know, I can have a different opinion than you and it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, really being a good person and being kind and having a good mindset that your truth and your right might not be someone else's and just owning that and standing and coming from a place of love and non-judgment, it does so much to your life where I see people go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And there are being hateful, they're being mean. And that affects you internally because our mental and emotional health affect us physically too. And so I think for people to remember that, you know, at the end of the day, do I want, I want my kids to be good people. I Mm -hmm. want them to contribute. I want them to make other people's days better. And I never want them to make somebody feel bad about themselves. And it's okay if someone thinks differently, but I just think it's so important that like, that's what we're here for is to make the world a better place. And then when people spew hate or judgment, it goes so far against that, but that comes back to physical too. I just don't believe that you can have that kind of personality and do that. You might say all these beautiful things and oh, love and self-love, but if you're actually not living it, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a lie and you're not really being authentic and changing the world in the way you want to. Yeah. That's such an amazing point that you make. It really comes back whatever you put out into this planet, to your family, to your community. It does come back. And um, I think it's beautiful the way you're you're raising your kids and imparting oh, all well, of this to them. I am not perfect. I mean, there, <laughs> every day I feel like if you're being honest as a parent, you're like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? Or I could have done better, right? You're it's doing the work best. in progress. Yeah. You're, you're doing the best that you can. And I think that is the important thing. And that's like the example that you're being. It's like, whether you're mom, you're not a mom, the man or woman, you know, or anything in between, I think you work with for the most part women. Um, it's really about showing up for yourself and being your best. And that in itself is like 
the foundation, right? Yeah. And you can do all of the work on top of it. But if it comes from this pure place of like, I just want to show up and do the best that I can for myself and knowing that I come first, um, then you're really going to be having the that intention that will guide everything else from that place, um, if that makes sense. So I want to wrap up um, because we have so much to talk about. I feel like we can have seven episodes. Um, but I want to leave the listeners with a little bit of, you know, what we talk about mostly on the show, which we actually don't talk a ton about sex on this show. Um, but I guess the premise of the show is relationships and sexuality. And we mentioned it earlier, but, you know, strengthening the pelvic floor and having a healthy pelvic floor can lead to these really amazing orgasms. And yes. you mentioned that a lot of times women think that it's impossible for them to have an internal orgasm, you know, maybe from penetration. Yeah. But you said that likely they just might not know how, yeah. or there's something dysfunctioning with the pelvic floor. Could you share a little bit about that? I think this is going to be great. That was me actually before really? too. I didn't know I could. Do tell. And so I didn't know. Like most women think they need clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. And there are some women who cannot have internal orgasms, but most women are capable of it. But it, it, that was me. I thought, oh, there's no way. But once I really started doing a lot of pelvic floor work, it sometimes nerves are entrapped or you're mm. they're just kind of disconnected and you're not feeling it or you don't have the strength on there. There could be many, many reasons, but when you really get in touch with your pelvic floor, it's just, it's a sensation. It's not like if you're riding a bike up a hill and your quads are burning, it's not that kind of sensation. Mm -hmm. It's just a little different for everyone. But when you really get connected with it and comfortable, I think when you have sex, you're just so much more relaxed and you're more confident because a lot of women, like they're like, I don't want to be on top. And for most women, that's actually the best position to have an internal orgasm. Is on top. Women on top. Okay. But a lot of women feel insecure, like, oh, my boobs are droopy or am Mm. I fat? And they're going to think, I mean, honestly, if someone has you naked, they better, if just be so grateful you're naked with them, yeah. right? And if they're judging you like that, not the type of person you want to be naked with. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and so just be confident. They're probably so excited that you're there naked with them. And I think with the pelvic floor, it just it, I know it just connects you and gives you this other kind of confidence and you have better sensation down there and you're just going to be more open to, to having that, yeah. right? And allowing it to happen. Sometimes people hold themselves back or they're worried about, you know, they're all up in their head instead of mm. enjoying the moment. And when your pelvic floor is strong and the nerve pathways are opened, I mean, women, so many women I know, some included, are like, I did not know I could have multiple internal orgasms. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. You know? I cannot and it wait. could be like back to back to back. And you're like, I didn't even know this was possible, but yes. this is unreal. But that's where like pelvic floor work helps so much. And if women and men only knew what it would do for a woman, you mm-hmm. would be doing it all the time. I mean, it's just life-changing that way. Okay. The opportunity cost of not doing your pelvic floor work here is massive is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No, but thank you so much for sharing that this has been your personal experience. Yeah. Um, It's so valuable for people listening to know that, you know, just because you're, you know, you've never had this type of orgasm or you've never had this experience period and you're, you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, like it's possible. It's Absolutely. totally possible. Yeah. You don't and even just, know what's possible. They don't. And it's like, 
who wouldn't say sex could be better? Like, I think sex is great, but Mm -hmm. if they're like, oh, my sex, I've never met anyone who said sex couldn't be better. Like, could sex be too good? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. And so even if you're having great sex, like you would be amazed when you really start doing pelvic floor work regularly, what it does for you. And then think if you're a woman having sex with a man, if you're a pelvic floor, like when you have an orgasm that way, mm-hmm. you know, it's a contract rhythmic contraction. So the stronger that is, they're going to be able to feel you more. So men yeah. love when their women do it because it benefits them too. Plus I just, that kind of confidence it gives you in the bedroom. I think you're open to trying new things and relaxing more. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's more fun and enjoyable, the more confident and comfortable you are. Yes. Wow. Courtney, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this has been amazing. I feel like thank we've you for covered, having me. Yes, we've covered so much, and I know that there's there's more to this conversation. I know I'm excited for our work together. Um, if I can just share openly, I've never had trouble having an orgasm internally or a clitoral, you know, stimulated orgasm. But the idea that sex can always get better is something that I subscribe to. Um, <laughs> even in, you know, my my relationship with my husband, like we're always like, what can we improve? We're always looking at things in that way. And so I can't wait to embark on this journey and share more with, you know, my audience. Um, and earlier I was saying, I can't wait. I can't wait when I got really excited because I can't wait for people to write in and tell me how this has changed their lives and for people to start working with you and looking into your programs because oh, that I'm fully about like, you know, I started open late because I want people to know that there's alternative lifestyles and love styles, but also to bring everyone into the folds of like how we can optimize our health, not just our love lives, but our health, our wealth, our communities. Um, overall, Asha could do the workout to get men can do it. I only promote it to women, but like men have pelvic floor and pelvic floor issues as well. Whoa. So it's something you can do together. Like I have some women who say, I feel so horny. I just want sex after I do it. (laughs) And so it could be like a precursor to sex. Hear that, babe? We're going to be doing pelvic floor workouts together. <laughs> and you look so, se- women look so sexy when they do. It. I think all women, no matter what their body, there's just women's bodies are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He'll just get so turned on watching you move. Oh my God. I can't wait. This is okay. We should, we're going to, we're going to cut the recording because I'm getting turned on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this has been so lovely. I'm Thank so grateful so for Jessica. you. I'm and so excited to work together and yeah. to be here with you today was amazing. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. All right. Well, there you have it. This has been another incredible episode of Open Late. If you have a moment and you really enjoyed this, please screenshot it and share it on your social platforms so that people who are interested in this kind of work might see it. If you have a friend or a family member that you're thinking, wow, I really want them to listen to this, send it to them. And of course, take a moment to leave a review and a rating for our show because it's really how people can find the show more and be more inspired by this work or, you know, have their minds open to, like I said earlier, different ways of living and loving. So have an amazing day and much love to you all.